Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 326 of the Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show. Ben Fadden here with you today. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in. I really do appreciate it. We got a lot to talk about today. Uh, Dennis Lynn, he came out with a mailbag earlier today and hit on a good amount of topics. Christian Vasquez and the Padres losing out on him. Uh, Drew Pomerantz he hit on. He hit on Juan Soto, obviously. That's the big topic of this episode, and that's what's getting a lot of attention already this morning on Padres Twitter and on social media, just other social media platforms. A lot of people, you know, tense about Juan Soto and what Dennis Lynn reported. So we're definitely going to get into that. People that are live here on YouTube, give your thoughts in the comments. If you have questions that you want me to answer, put them in the chat. Uh, you can use the Super Chat button. That is a great way to support the channel. I really appreciate everyone's support here. Um, yeah, let, let's get to it. For the podcast listeners, I appreciate you as well, obviously. Uh, if you're new to this channel, please subscribe to the YouTube and turn on those notifications so you can get that notification as to when I go live. Uh, and so you can participate in these live streams. And you have, when you have questions, you can ask them to me. Uh, but without further ado, let's get into this. So again, this is about Dennis Lynn's mailbag, just me kind of reacting to what Dennis said this morning uh, in The Athletic. So first off, starting with Christian Vasquez. So Christian Vasquez, just as a little refresher here, he was a free agent coming off in with the Astros. He was traded to the Astros from the Red Sox. And there was rumors that the Padres had interest in Christian Vasquez. And it's not just rumors. Like, this is a fact that seems like, according to Dennis Lynn, that the Padres really wanted Christian Vasquez. He says in The Athletic that seeing Christian Vasquez sign elsewhere was one of the bigger disappointments of the offseason. Wow. So if it's one of the bigger disappointments, then did they... So they really wanted him one. And so what does this mean? So 
because they, I assume, so that if they wanted Vasquez, so they wanted to trade Luis Camposano or they wanted to trade Austin Nola, Camposano can be sent to the minors, but at some point we got to see what this guy can bring, right? So if the Padres, let's say they went and got Christian Vasquez, he signed for three years, 30 mil. So let's say they gave him three years and he was like, I want to go to the Padres, better chance of winning than the Twins. Let's just be honest. Um, so he goes to the Padres, three-year deal. All right, well, you have Nola, multiple years of control still. You have Vasquez. Can't be, there's not really going to be a role for him, right? So I would think that they would trade him if they got Vasquez. So what that's telling me there is they were, so they're disappointed that Vasquez did not sign with the Padres. Maybe they should have been more aggressive with Christian Vasquez if they really wanted him. But they wanted Vasquez enough. I don't see that they would have traded Nola because pitchers are familiar. They, they like Nola. They're familiar with him. They just like that relationship with Nola. Like Nola caught every postseason game for the Padres this past year. So Campy seems like he would have been the odd man out. So do they really believe that Luis Camposano can be the starting catcher? Like the real starting catcher for years and years to come? Or are they, just, are they just hoping that he can be a quality backup catcher for years to come on a cheap contract? So that's going to be something to look at in spring training. Uh, what will we see out of Campy? How much development will we see out of him? Hopefully he gets a lot of playing time. You know, obviously you want Austin Nola getting the good amount of playing, or the enough amount of playing time uh, that's, you know, good enough for him, right? He needs reps. He knows how much he probably needs to get work with all the pitchers and then let Campy go. Give Campy playing time because I want this guy to be comfortable. I want to see what this guy can develop too. And, you know, if, if it's not going to be in San Diego, well, at least give him the playing time to maybe elevate his trade value because according to Dennis Lynn, there hasn't been a whole lot of interest in Luis Camposano on the trade market. And I don't, I don't blame other teams for that. Like, I totally understand why they might not be totally in on Luis Camposano because they haven't seen enough at the big league level. The guy hasn't had consistent playing time. So do they want to trade, you know, a quality impact major leaguer to the Padres, let's say, and have Camposano be the big player coming back in a deal when they haven't seen enough from him, right? It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So. That was the first nugget from Dennis Lynn there about Christian Vasquez. Another one was on Drew Pomerantz, and Dennis Lynn said Pomerantz is due $10 million, final year of his contract, which is this year, I believe, 2023. The Padres would likely have to give up one of their best prospects to move him for perhaps little to no big league help in return. So kind of like Campy, there's limited interest there. Uh, there is like no interest in Drew Pomerantz then, I would think. And that's another one where I don't blame other teams for not being totally interested in uh, Drew Pomerantz, right? Because he hasn't proven that he can be healthy, right? Last year, he, like, didn't pitch for the Padres. You know, he was just sitting there uh, and, like, stealing money for the Padres. That's what, it se that's what it feels like sitting here as a Padres fan, and he's kind of just sitting there stealing money from the Padres. Um and the Padres, they want to be under that luxury tax and dealing Drew Pomerantz, that would really help. It would create more room for them to be under that luxury tax, right? But if they have to give up one of their big prospects for Drew Pomerantz, then 
might as well just keep Drew Pomerantz and hope that he can be healthy. I, I still think that he can be an impact arm for this Padres bullpen. I have no doubt that he can be when he's on the mound. It's not like he sucks when he's a pitcher on the mound. It's can he be on the mound consistently? Can he stay healthy? Like, that's the question mark, right? So I think, look, I'm not giving up a top prospect just to dump Drew Pomerantz's salary. I mean, Peter Seiler, he can afford going over the luxury tax. Would it be ideal? No, but he can afford it. Um, you know, paying that extra money. And we know AJ Preller is creative. Like, he can find ways to be under the luxury tax with Drew Pomerantz still on the roster, I think. It might be difficult, but he can still find ways to do it. Uh, right now, they're like $3 million under the luxury tax, according to Fangraph. So, yeah, they might want to make a move to dump some salary somewhere. But they're also trying to go all in for 2023. And we'll get more into that later about this Juan Soto stuff here. Um, they're trying to go all in. So dumping salary, like you think Blake Snell, he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. Well, they're not going to try to dump salary with Blake Snell, right? They want him pitching in the postseason for them, right? So it's, it's not like it's 2017. Well, oh, let's dump this salary. We're not going to contend. We're just trying to, you know, make our payroll as small as possible. No. You're trying to win here, and the best players on the roster have the highest salaries for the most part, you know, excluding Drew Pomerantz, right? So you don't want to be trading those guys for 2023 in a year you're trying to go all in, right? So I think it's just better to probably keep him. Maybe they can improve his value if he stays healthy the first half of the year, and then they trade him, another team that wants him. Uh, but they probably still have to give up talent and maybe not get a ton back. So... Yeah, I would probably just keep Drew Pomerantz. That's the situation there with Drew. Um, let's get to the Juan Soto conversation. I see people in the chat. Um, and I'm going to get to the chat at the end about the Soto stuff. So if there's Soto comments in here, I'll get to that at the end. But if there's anything on Camposano, then I will get to those uh someone says here nola also had clutch at bats in the playoffs he did yeah i mean when we talk about the nola campy situation i mean nola deserves to be the starting catcher right campy hasn't proven it but you could also say well campy hasn't gotten the chance to prove it at the big league level but also what i would say is well they're not going to give campy the chance to prove himself in the postseason right they needed to go with someone that the pitchers trusted and they trusted to, you know, command the pitching staff and be, you know, one of the captains on the field, right? And you could trust Nola. I don't think you could trust Campy in that spot right there. You know, a big moment like that. Big moments, right? Wild card series and the NLDS and the NLCS, you know, like they you couldn't trust him at that point. Um, I hope he gets a bunch of at-bats in spring training. Now, spring training is not the regular season. We've seen some guys do amazing in spring training, and then, you know, they come up to the big leagues, and that's not who they are, right? Spring training was a fluke. That could happen with Campy if he gets a lot of at-bats in spring training. But I'd still rather have him get a lot of at-bats than not, right? I still want to see this guy in the box, right, and behind the plate as well, developing. 
Uh, Padre Bot says Campy needs a shot. I think he needs a shot as well. I think the Padres will at least be catching him twice a week at least to give him some playing time. And you don't want Nola being overexhausted, right, that early in the season. So I do think that he'll get opportunities. But the Padres are trying to win this year. So if Campy can't show that he can hang in there and you don't see him improving offensively or improving defensively and the pitchers don't trust him, then you got to go with Nola, right? All right, so I'm going to get to the Juan Soto conversation here, what Dennis Lynn had to say in The Athletic. But first, this episode is sponsored by Gaglione Bros, Famous Cheese Steaks, and Garlic Fries. Their main location is on Friars Road, and you can visit gaglionebros.com for their menu and contact information. You can also enjoy their cheesesteaks and fries at Petco Park and inside Snapdragon Stadium. All right, so Dennis Lynn in The Athletic. This was earlier in his mailbag. He had a tidbit about Juan Soto. He also talked about Manny. And so this is what he said. He said, team officials privately acknowledge that it may be difficult to keep Juan Soto beyond 2024. He also said a little bit earlier in the column or in the mailbag, Machado's more likely to agree to an extension over Juan. So starting with the Manny thing, I yes, I, I agree. I think Manny's more likely to agree to an extension. He loves San Diego. It seems like Peter Seidler loves Manny. It seems like, you know, Manny wants to be here. I know there's all the talk about him. You know, he built the house in Coronado. I don't want to think too much into that, take too much into that, uh, because he could still have the house in Coronado and be playing somewhere else. Like, this guy's very rich, right? Um, I will take into account the Colorado visit, though. Like, him going to Colorado and looking at the Rockies clubhouse earlier in the offseason with Peter Seidler. The Padres, they're going to be renovating the clubhouse in the next couple years. Why would Manny care about that if he's not planning to stay long-term, right? If he's gone in the next couple years, after that's when the clubhouse is renovated. Why does it matter to him what the clubhouse looks like? He's not going to be in the home clubhouse, right? So I do take that into account a little bit there. Like he wants to say he wants to stay in San Diego, or else why would he be on that trip, right? To Colorado in the offseason? He could be chilling in San Diego or in Miami, right? Or wherever. Um, playing golf. But he went to Colorado with Peter Seidler to look at one of the better clubhouses in baseball. So I do like that little hint there. Um, and with the Juan Soto thing, yeah, Manny's going to be probably easier to extend. Juan Soto is younger than Manny. He has Scott Boris as his agent. And Scott is someone that loves to have his guys go to free agency and pin other teams up against other teams, increase the price of what the free agent is going to cost, and most of the time, he gets his way, right? Most of the time, see, you know, this offseason, who are his guys? Correa, I mean, he got 350 initially from the Giants. He got 315 from the Mets. And Boris couldn't really control what those other teams thought of um, Correa's ankle, his leg, what the doctors thought that, rec or that recommended to the Giants and Mets to not sign him to a long-term deal or at least guarantee him a long-term deal. But he still got 200 mil from the Twins. And he would have gotten 
probably more than that. Yeah, he would have gotten more than that from the Mets, but it wouldn't have been guaranteed. But Boris, he still had a really good offseason. I mean, Rodon, and he got the Red Sox to pay 90 mil to Yoshida, which was like an overpay. He got us, the Padres, to give Bogarts $280 million. All right, so this guy, he is one of the best to do it, right? He knows what he's doing. And Soto wouldn't have Boris as his agent if he didn't want that huge contract, right? If he just wanted to be like, no, I want to stay in San Diego. I'm willing to take a discount. Does he need Boris as his agent to do that? He could have someone else, right? I don't know if he had Boris from the start. Maybe he did. Um, but you have Boris because he's a great negotiator, right? Like, that's, that's why these guys, that's why Correa switched to Boris, right? That's why you see guys switching to Boris sometimes from other agencies because they're preparing for hitting free agency, right? So, again, team officials privately acknowledge that it may be difficult to keep Soto beyond 2024. My reaction to this, well, yeah, no, duh. It should be difficult. I want it to be difficult to keep Juan Soto beyond 2024 because you know what that means? He's played really dang well in 2023 and 2024, right, with the Padres, assuming he's with the Padres through 2024, right? If he sucks these next two years, maybe it'll still be difficult because it's Boris, but it probably wouldn't be as difficult because I don't think it, it would be right for him to be asking for $550 million or something if he sucks the next two years, right? But I want it to be difficult because that means that he's playing really well. He's like, I can go get more than Otani gets in free agency because I'm playing really well, right? And I'm going to be 26 when I'm a free agent. So, yeah, it's going to be difficult. I'm not surprised by team officials privately acknowledging that it may be difficult to keep Juan Soto beyond 2024. Now, what this also brings is, okay, well, if it's going to be difficult to bring back Juan Soto long-term, keep him beyond 2024, what does this mean for the next couple years for the Padres? Well, what this means is 2023, it's a must-win year. If the Padres at least don't get to the World Series, I think this season's a failure. With all the talent that they have, Darvish, Musgrove, Snell, Hayter, Suarez, Nick Martinez, Seth Lugo contributing either in the rotation or the bullpen. You bring in Xander Bogart. You have Manny. You're having Tatis come back. Soto, Cronenworth, Matt Carpenter, Nelson Cruz, veterans that are trying to win a World Series, right? That's why they came to San Diego, right? All of these resources, record payroll, you're capping season tickets. You're going to be one of the favorites to win the World Series. You're a better team this year than you were last year when you made it to the NLCS. You got to win this year. Because what happens if the Padres don't win this year? I think this year, 2023, there's a better chance of them winning the World Series this year than there will be in 2024. Right? I mean, they're going to keep Hayter, Darvish, Snell, all of the impending the pending free agents? I don't think so. But this is the only year 
that it's guaranteed that they have Darvish, Snell, Hader, Manny, right? Because he, we're expecting him to opt out. I hope that they get an extension done. I think that they will, but it's not guaranteed, right? Penn has not been put to paper. According to Dennis Lynn, it doesn't seem like the Padres have offered Manny a contract extension yet. He's expecting them to, that Manny's going to have to seriously consider their offer within the next nine months before he has that opt-out decision. But this is the only year that it's guaranteed to have this super team of players. They got to win this year. Because if they don't win this year, are we supposed to expect them to have a better chance of winning in 2024? No, I don't think so. Now, the team, we don't know what the, the 2024 team is going to look like, right? But 2023, I think there'll be a better chance of winning this year than 2024. 2024, the Dodgers might have Otani and be spending a bunch of money again, right? The Dodgers, they're not doing it this year, right? They lost Trey Turner. Their team is not better than it was last year, and the Padres beat them last year. The Padres team, like I said, is better this year than last year. And last year, that had a better Dodgers team than this year, the Padres still beat the Dodgers. So what what should we be expecting of them this year? We should expect them to be able to beat the Dodgers when it matters most, I think. And that also begs the question here, or another question that comes from this, right? What if the Padres don't have an extension done in the offseason before the 2024 season? What do they do with Juan Soto? You already have team officials acknowledging it's going to be difficult to bring him back. So is it smartest for the Padres to trade Juan Soto before the 2024 season if it's clear that Juan Soto is not going to be signing an extension? And he's going to be a free agent. I think it's smarter. I think it's the smartest idea. I think it's smart to trade Juan Soto. Do it. Trade Juan Soto before 2024 if, again, don't get me wrong here. I want Juan Soto here long term. But if it's clear, Juan Soto says to the Padres, I'm not signing an extension. I'm going to free agency. Then they need to trade him before 2024 or at least during the 2024 season. Maybe they want to get something out of Juan Soto the first half of the season, and then they trade him before the deadline. But in 2024, they got to trade him if an extension is not going to happen because they gave up so freaking much of that farm system. James Wood, Robert Hassel III, Jarlin Susanna, Mackenzie Gore wasn't in the farm system, but still, young talent, right? They gave him up. It would be nice to have him right now, right? They gave up C.J. Abrams. They gave up a lot for Juan Soto. I, I'm fine with giving up all that if Juan Soto is going to be here long term. But especially if they don't win the World Series in 2023 and they get and an extension is not going to happen in 2024, you can't have Juan Soto walk and only get a, a draft pick for him. You got to get stuff back for one of the best hitters we've ever seen. You have to, to replenish some of that farm system. If they trade Juan Soto before 2024 because an extension's not going to happen, that's not the end of the world, I don't think either. Because I think they're going to extend Manny. You'll have Manny, Tatis, Bogarts, Cronenworth. That's still a solid core four right there, even without Juan Soto. 
right? I think so. Like, it's not the end of the world if they do trade one, and you get a ton back. You'll probably get major league talent back. I think it's the smart thing to do. Again, I don't want Juan Soto to be traded. Let's be clear. I want Juan Soto to be a Padre. I want him to go into the Hall of Fame with that Padre cap, just like I want Manny to go into the Hall of Fame with that Padre cap. But if Juan Soto is so just stuck on going to free agency and I'm not signing an extension, then why would the Padres keep him and not get anything back? Again, I don't think that they're going to have a better chance, even with Juan Soto, I don't think they're going to have a better chance to win in 2024 than they will in 2023. Now, some some are mad. Some are mad with the Padres. I saw this on social media. When I tweeted out the Juan Soto thing here from Dennis Lynn about team officials privately acknowledging that it may be difficult to keep Soto beyond 2024. Some said, well, why'd they sign Xander Bogarts then if they knew that they are probably not going to be able to keep Soto long-term or they won't be able to at least extend Juan Soto long-term? Why'd they do that then? They could use that money to extend Juan Soto. Well, here's the thing. What I would say to that is, one, they're trying to win this year, right? And Xander Bogarts can help them win this year. And two, even if they didn't, bring in Xander Bogarts, and they had all that money for Juan Soto, they had more money to give Juan Soto, it's not a guarantee that he would sign the extension and they'd be able to keep him. Because Soto has to be able to say to Scott Boris, I want to be a Padre. I don't want to go to free agency. Is he going to do that? It seems right now that he's stuck on going to free agency. Like Boris is telling him, no, go to free agency. It's the smartest thing to do. You're going to get a ton of money in free agency. Don't lock yourself up in an extension. You'll get more money in free agency. So my point to those Padres fans that are saying, oh, the Bogart signing, he better produce or else this thing, you know, this is not going to be good because this is money they could have used for Soto. Look, the Padres, they have the money for Soto, even with Bogarts. Like, look at all the money they're going to bring in this year. Record season tickets, record crowds, record merchandise sales probably. Tons of money they're going to bring in. They have the money. It's about if Juan Soto wants to be on the Padres long term. And that's not a guarantee. And so bringing in Bogarts, guess what? That is a guarantee. You have him here for the next decade. And that will lessen the blow if Soto leaves. And here's another thing. The Padres... You know what? I'll tell you this. They could they could have this strategy. 2023, they go all in here with Juan Soto and the core players that they have, right? All the big-name guys. Then, 2024 offseason, before the 2024 season, they say, all right, an extension's not happening here. That's clear. Let's trade him. Let's get back a big haul. And let's go bring him back in free agency, or let's go try to bring him back in free agency. He's familiar with the team. He liked being here. He gets what he wants. He gets to go to free agency, test the market. We get back a big haul for him. And we're in the same situation that other teams are in. 
Like if an, if an extension's not going to be done, it's not like we're at a disadvantage. No, the Padres would just be saying, okay, we're going to go get a haul back because that's the smartest thing to do because we don't know if we're going to be able to bring you back and we'll try to bring you back in free agency. We want you here. Maybe AJ and Peter, they say, you know what? We're going to sit you down here. We're going to trade you. But let's be clear. We want you back with the Padres. We're doing this because Boris and you aren't signing an extension here. And we're not taking that personally. I understand it's a business. We're not taking it personally. But we got to you know, look out for our organization long term. So we're going to trade you to an American League team. Hopefully you have success there. We wish you well. And in the offseason, we're calling Scott Boris. We'll call you and let's, let's talk. Maybe that's what they do. You can get the best of both worlds. You get a big haul back for Soto. You still have Bogarts and hopefully Manny, Tatis, Cronenworth in the lineup for 2024. And you could bring Soto back if you spend in free agency. Maybe that's what they think. Like they, they have to, something positive has to come out of this Juan Soto time here. Like making it to, making it to the NLCS or maybe even winning the NL pennant. Like that's probably not, that, that's not getting something out of Juan Soto being here. Like that's not getting something good enough out of Juan Soto being with the Padres for three pennant races. If he's here for three pennant races. No, you got Juan Soto because you're, you want him to win the World Series here. Right, you thought you could win the World Series in these next three pennant races, right? Last year, this coming season, and 2024. 2023, as I said, best chance to win the World Series with Juan Soto, guaranteed to be as you know in a Padres uniform. I don't think it'll they'll have a better chance of winning in 2024 with all the talent that they have on this team in 2023. With Tatis coming back, which they didn't have last year and having Bogarts, and having Darvish and Snell under contract, and having Josh Hader with Robert Suarez in that bullpen. Right? Like, this is the year. So, if I was AJ, I would be thinking about it after the 2023 season. If an extension is not going to happen. If Boris and Soto make it clear an extension's not happening, we're going to free agency. Hopefully you understand that, AJ and Peter, but we're going to free agency. We've already made that decision. Then, all right, then you got to get, you have to get something back. Again, I, I, I want Juan Soto to be here long term, but you got to get something back. All right. Another thing that Dennis Lynn said here in The Athletic, he talked about the lineups and had some projections. And so, I don't know if this is like him talking to Bob Melvin or just a, just, just a personal guess for him. But someone asked in the mailbag about the potential lineups, and he said he had Juan Soto playing left field for 2023, even before Tatis returned. So he had, let me go down here. So against right-handed pitching before Tatis's return, he had Soto playing left. And he had Grisham in center. And he had David Dahl playing right field. And then before Tatis' return against lefties, he had Soto in left, Grisham in center. And he had Adam Engel or Jose Azokar in right field. 
So, and hitting ninth, Angle or Zokar, obviously. So, I I like that. Um, I, I thought that Soto would be in right and then switch to left when Tatis came back, but I think it's, we know that Soto's not the best defensive outfielder, right? And so if you can stick Adam Engel or Jose Zocar in right field who have more range, that's probably better. I don't know about more range. Soto does cover some ground, but they're, they're better defenders, just better defensive outfielders. Put them in right field, put Soto in a smaller area in left field. And since you anticipate him being in left field for the majority of the season once Tatis comes back, obviously we're hoping that Tatis can be healthy long-term. Having Soto be taking balls in left field during the entire spring training, or before or after the WBC, I don't know what position Soto's going to be playing in the WBC, but have him taking a bunch of fly balls, ground balls, and left, and playing left for the first 20 games of the season, he won't have to adjust to that when Tatis returns. So you won't, having, you won't be having Tatis having to play right field in the big leagues during big league games that matter, like having to adjust to that again. And you won't have Soto having to adjust to left field instead of being in right field because he just came back from right. Like, if you get what I'm saying, you'd already have Soto familiar with left or as familiar as he could be based on the circumstances. And you'd only have Tatis, you know, getting settled in right field, if that makes sense, with Grisham in center. So I do like that, having Juan Soto in left. Um, and having. I mean, I would not rule out David Dahl, definitely, uh, being on the roster, getting some starts while Tatis is out. Seems like he's been really working his butt off this offseason. And a Zokar in right field, I don't really want a Zokar starting that much. He's he's more of a defensive replacement for me. Um, yeah, I mean... Here's another thing. I guess I can throw this out. Like, what if the Padres want Carpenter playing left and they have Soto playing right before Tatis comes back and they just use the Zokar and Angle like every day as late-inning defensive replacements if the Padres have a lead? Like, let's say the Padres have a 3 nothing lead. And they're like, well, we have the offense for this. Uh, we're taking Carpenter out in the sixth inning from left field. He already helped us offensively or whatever, and we'll put Angle in there for innings 6, 7, 8, 9, or innings 7, 8, 9. Maybe he goes 6 with Carpenter at left. So it's not like you're only putting the defensive replacement out there for the ninth, like some teams do. You're putting him there for the last third of the game. Maybe they do that because they're like, well, Carpenter, he can give us value the first couple of at-bats. Give him two at-bats, and then you bring in a Zokar or Angle. Maybe you do that, and you're like, well, we have Cruz, we have Cronenworth, we have uh, Soto, we have Bogart, we have Manny. Like, that should be good enough with a 3 nothing lead or maybe even a two-run lead. This bullpen that we have, hopefully everyone's healthy, maybe they do that. I don't know. Um, so it's interesting. With Tatis's return, or when Tatis returns, let's say against righties, Dennis Lynn, look at this lineup that he puts out here. I mean, this is crazy. Just thinking, comparing it to like 2018. He has Tatis in right field, Soto hitting second and left, Manny batting third, Bogarts batting fourth, playing short, Cronoworth batting fifth, playing first, Carpenter DHing, Austin Nola catching, Trent Grisham in center, 
And then Hassan Kim batting ninth, playing second base. I mean, all look at those names. The top five in that lineup. Tatis, Soto, Manny, Bogarts, and Cronenworth. How far we've come. My goodness. I mean, if you look back at the 20, let's, let's go 2018 Padres. So Osmer was here. Like, that was the big signing. I was reading in the Union Tribune the other day because the Padres are going to be capping season tickets after FanFest. Um, I was reading, like, we had, like, 2,000 season ticket holders or something like that in 2018. And then I think it increased to, like, 11,000 after getting Manny and Tatis for 2019. Or They had Tatis, but Tatis debuting in 2019. That was a team. Ian Kinsler was on that team and convinced Preller in the spring training office to have Tatis be on the roster. Um, Paddock was still on the team. I think it was Lucchese. Yeah, Lucchese was still on the team. Lauer. Lauer may have started opening day that year. Anyway, uh, now this coming season, there's going to be like 28,000 season ticket holders, like more than that. Um, equivalent to 28,000 like full season ticket holders. So it's crazy. I mean, you look at the 2018 lineup with Austin Hedges and Eric Hosmer, Jose Perella, Freddie Galvis, Christian Villanueva, Padres legend, Hunter Renfro, Manuel Marco, Franmil Reyes, Corey Spangenberg was on that team, AJ Ellis, Franchi Cordero got some appearances, Matt Caesar, Chase Headley. That didn't work out at the beginning of the year, but just how far we've come. I mean, Tatis, Soto, Manny, Bogarts, Cronenworth. Even Nelson Cruz might be on the bench a lot this year. Nelson Cruz, just think about that. Having Josh Hader in the bullpen, I mean, just, that's why it's a must-win year, right? All of these names, it's an all-star team. That's what it feels like with some, you know, obviously not everyone's an all-star, but some pretty darn good potential breakout seasons coming, maybe from Grisham, right? We'll see what Campy and Nola do. It's just exciting. It's it's really exciting. Man, cannot, I just cannot freaking wait for the season. All right. So comments, questions, keep them coming in the chat. I am definitely getting to those now. Thank you, everyone, for being here. Um, Irie says, I didn't even know you had another channel. I just noticed that a couple of days ago. Yeah. I, I try not to shove it down your, your guys' throats, like the new channel I have, but um, yeah, I, I guess I'll plug that here. Um, I, I started a MLB channel, a new MLB channel called Baseball Struck, which is coming from the Bogarts phrase that he said at his intro press conference this offseason. Uh, because, you know, how he baseball struck the term is, you know, 24-7 baseball and all that. Like, that's who I am. So I was like, yeah, this is a great name for that. Um, I'd been thinking about making an MLB YouTube channel for a little bit there. And so, yeah, just look up Baseball Struck MLB and you should find it on YouTube or just go to this Talking Fires main channel, click on the main channel page there. And I believe if you scroll down a little bit, the Baseball Struck channel will be there and you just subscribe to that. I have videos out every day. Um, so, yeah, hopefully you guys enjoy that content if you're just Major League Baseball fans um, like I am as well. I recommend you check that out. All right. Uh, Flygod97 with a question here. Could this mean they will try to sign Otani rather than keeping Soto? So maybe maybe they think that Otani is going to be easier to sign in free agency than Juan Soto. He might be. 
Otani is this generational talent. I understand that, but Soto is coming into free agency after Shohei Otani. So Otani's going to set the bar probably for Boris and Soto, and you'd think that Soto is going to ask for more than what Otani got because he's younger and he's a guarantee to play every day. I know Otani can hit every day, but maybe a team, you know, we don't know how long Otani's going to pitch, right? And he is older, so he's probably not going to get as long of a deal as Soto would get. And a longer deal, probably more money. Um, so maybe the Padres would try to sign Otani rather than keeping Soto if they realized, like, okay, this isn't going to happen. Uh, like, an extension's not going to happen. We want to replace Soto's production, so let's go sign Otani. We can trade Soto, get a haul back, and we, and we get Otani. Um in a pack uh, in free agency, so you replace the the power, the offense, and you get Otani as a pitcher as well, at least for the first few years, first five years of a contract. Maybe they do that, but there's going to be so much competition for Shohei. And yeah, Dennis was it Dennis? Yeah, Dennis said the other day in the Athletic, I think in the first mailbag of the week that he did, talking about how much AJ wants Otani and. This is probably the player that he's wanted the most and maybe still wants the most. Like the Padres will definitely be in on Shohei. As I said the other day, I just don't know the level of interest that they're going to have in Shohei Otani. Like, how in are they going to be on Shohei Otani? Considering that they're probably priority over Otani is going to be bringing back Manny, right? It's the same offseason if Manny is a free agent. Hopefully, an extension is worked out and they don't have to get to that point uh but the Mets the Dodgers like they have tons of money to spend obviously the Dodgers they're gearing up for Otani right or the Padres who would be like oh that, that's a great addition but we have a lot of star power on this team you know um it could so it, it could to answer that question it could mean they'll try to sign Otani rather than keep Soto but it's not an it's not a guarantee that they keep Otani or Excuse me. It's not a guarantee that they sign Otani. It's not a guarantee that they keep Soto, right? So, like, none of these are guarantees. I do think they'll end up with two out of the three: Manny, Otani, and Soto. But they could maybe end up with only Manny, right? And they don't get Soto. They don't get Otani. But they still have Tatis, Manny, Bogarts, Cronenworth, right? That's still a solid, a solid core there. I'd be disappointed that they didn't get Soto or Artani because um, I'm expecting them to get two out of those three, but they still have a lot of talent on this team. Uh, Irie says, I like the mixture we have already. We could sign someone like Nola, Aaron Nola, and keep Machado, Soto, Tatis, Crony, or heck, go after Brian Reynolds and Nola. It would be cheaper and no one could defeat us. Um... That's a lot there. I do agree. I like the mixture that we already have, the players that we have. Signing Aaron Nola is not going to be cheap, but maybe he wants to play with Austin. I don't know. The Phillies are another World Series contender, and I would think that they're going to throw a lot of money at him as well. Probably like a Manny situation where they're going to make him an extension offer before he hits free agency at the end of this year. And make him offer, make him an offer that he's seriously going to have to consider. That's what I would think would happen. Um, 
keep Manny Soto, Tatis Crony. I mean, yeah, if we keep Manny Soto, Tatis Crony, I'd love that. Um, bringing in Nola on top of that, I don't know how much that's going to happen. Bringing in Nola and Reynolds, would they not keep Soto? And they trade for Reynolds? The Pirates, they keep asking for a Soto-like package, and we know how much the Padres gave up in a Juan Soto deal, so I don't know how realistic that is. But it's a lot of interesting things to think about. There's Again, it's so fun to talk about right in the offseason because there's so many different scenarios that can happen, right? Like the real diehard Padres fan or the real diehard just baseball fan in general could talk about this all day, right? Because of how many scenarios, fun hypotheticals we could throw out there, right? And I think just diehard baseball fans, right, or Padres fans, we see a rumor from Dennis Lynn or Kevin Acey, and we spend so much time on that one little sentence that they write. And maybe this is just something that the, someone said to them at the end of a phone call that they had, or a source just texted them this, and like, yeah, we were throwing around this in the office the other day. Don't know how much we're considering it, but if you want to put it out there, go ahead. I didn't say it, but here you go. Maybe that's what, and but we're like, we're talking about it like they are talking about this 24-7 in the front office. Like, they are actually, like, they're not bringing back Soto. Like, it feels like that's what a lot of fans, they saw the Dennis Lynn thing here. Team officials privately acknowledged that it may be difficult to keep Soto beyond 2024. And we've got fans translating that to, okay, we're definitely not keeping Soto. Oh, no. Like, what do we do, right? And maybe that's just a source telling Lynn, yeah, it's, it may be difficult to keep Soto. This guy's a great player. Scott Boris is his agent, right? Maybe the source is thinking about it optimistically, but he's just saying the facts. Like, yeah, I, I, we think we can keep Soto, but it's, it's probably going to be difficult. It's going to cost a lot. But Lynn just put out what's going to get, you know, the Padres fan base going, right? I'm not saying, like, Lynn is not including stuff in his pieces, but I'm just saying, like, there's, there's different things that could be happening in the reporting. Like, we don't know the context of the conversation from the source that he got this from. You know, you know what I'm saying? My point is just fans, that's all we see, right? We see the public report, so we just take that as, you know, the gospel and it's so serious right i i do that I, i'll admit that i'll do i do that all the time because that's the information we have and i think about this team every day of my life you know um devin says it's going to be a wet load for the padres if they have to manage their money stash if they bring in otani extend manny and re-sign Osar resigned Soto. What's a wet look like a lot of money? If they bring in Otani, extend Manny, resign Soto. I don't see them doing all three of those. I don't see them bringing in Otani, extending Manny, and resigning Soto. Factoring in all the money they're giving to Bogarts and Tatis and Musgrove and Suarez, right? I don't I don't I don't see that happening. You have a Darvish extension you probably want to have you probably want to have happen or at least pay him when he becomes a free agent at the end of the year to bring him back. I don't know how interested they are in bringing Snell back based on whatever his asking price is going to be in free agency, but 
yeah, I, it's going to cost a ton of money if that's your point. Devin also says, I think Steve Cohen will unload multiple Brinks trucks to sign Soto. Yeah. Steve Cohen, if he doesn't get Manny, if he doesn't get Otani, then, yeah, he's going to unload it for Soto, right? I, weren't there reports about the Mets being interested in acquiring Soto uh, when he was, like, made available? I might be wrong on that, but I, I, I swear I saw that from someone. But the, the Nationals obviously weren't going to do that. Maybe it was Scherzer. Maybe it was Scherzer. He was on the trade block, and the Mets maybe checked in, and the Nats said, hell no. Maybe that's what happened. Uh, but yeah, Steve Cohen, he's going he's gonna to get someone, I would think, unless it turns into a Padres situation from this offseason where they offer Judge $400 million or they're willing to pay him that, and he's like, no, I'll take $40 million left, less from the Yankees. Or they offer Trey Turner 340 and he says, no, I'm good. I'll take 300 for the Phillies or from the Phillies. You know, Maybe it's that. But Steve Cohen, he'll probably offer the most or at least close to the most for one of these guys if they're free agents. Yeah, I definitely agree. Alex says, extend Manny. The last thing you want to see, the last thing you want is to lose both of them. I agree, yeah. Um, having Manny, if Soto doesn't come back, right? And let's say they don't get Otani. But you extend Manny, that, that lessens the blow a little bit. Right. You have Manny, you have Cronoworth. Let's if they don't bring back Soto, right? Don't bring in Otani. You'd think they'd have the money to bring back Cronoworth on an extension, right? He has three more years of control. So that's down the road, but I'm just saying. You think they'd bring back Darvish. You have Musgrove, you have Suarez, you have Tatis long term. Did I already say Bogarts? If I didn't, you have Bogarts long term. Like you still have a good core of players, right? That a lot of teams would love to have. Um, we should win the division, but playing with the target on your back is different than last year. That's true. Uh, I don't know if the Padres are going to be considered the favorites. They probably should be to win the division, but maybe some Las Vegas sports book. I don't follow it, but maybe people, the betting people will say, no, we're still having the Dodgers as the favorites because they've won it for every year since, you know, since I was born, it feels like, um, so we're still going to give them that respect, but the odds can change. So I think the Padres will be the favorite at some point this year. But again, I don't like, yeah, it would be great to win the division, right? And if they win the division, I think they'd get a bye the first round. They wouldn't play the wild card series. They'd get to go to the NLDS because you beat the Dodgers, right? I think the Padres can win over 100 games this year. But... We know that that doesn't guarantee them anything. Winning, winning, winning the division, it's nice, but you don't. Maybe the Padres do hang banners for that. I think they do actually, or flags at least at Petco. But you don't have a parade for winning the NL West, right? We might shove it in Dodger fans' faces, but you don't have a parade for that, right? What matters the most is winning the World Series. If they win 80 games and they get in, and then they go win the World Series. That's all I care about. I don't care what the regular season record is as long as they get into the postseason and then they go win, right? That's what we should all care about. Like, you play the regular season to, yeah, you players will say, yeah, we can only control what we can control now, which is 
play the best in the regular season, go win the division. So I guess that's the regular season goal, right? But it doesn't matter. What matters is making the postseason and then having the team necessary to go win the World Series. Right? The Braves, they won their division, right? They lost in the first round, right? The first round they played to the Phillies. Phillies were the last team in, made it to the World Series. Padres were, what, the second to last team in? Or, no, there's three wild cards, right? Three divisions, three wild cards. Oh, Cardinals. No, who was the first wild card last year? The Mets, right? The Mets were the first wild card. They got eliminated in the wild card round. Padres didn't win the division, made it to the NLCS. Phillies didn't win the division, made it to the NLCS. So, like, the division, it doesn't matter. Uh, Barry says they gave up a lot, and he only hit 240 last year, plays average defense, talking about Soto. I, I hate seeing this comment. I, I mean, not just from you, Barry. No, it's not personally against you. I'm just, just people that are saying that. Like, I understand that he slumped in the regular season, but let's be honest. The guy came up with big hits in the postseason for the Padres. Did he not? He did. Big hits. Padres had a 6-4 lead in game game five against the Phillies, partly because of Soto, and they couldn't hold it, unfortunately. Right? Or not 6-4. Uh, was that game? Oh, 6-4. It was game four, I think. But partly because of Soto. They couldn't hold it. That wasn't his fault, Right? I understand that he hit 240 with the Padres or whatever the stat is with the Padres. And yeah, that's not, but that's not who Juan Soto is, right? Let's see what he can do in a full season with the Padres, with the support around him that he will have in that lineup. Let's see what he can do. And now let, and then at the end of the year, let's see what people are saying about him. Because some people are like, he's not worth the money because he hit 240. And you don't, I'm not paying a bunch of money to a guy that only walks doesn't swing the bat. Well, look, he's just trying to get on base. Like, that's his job, right? He's not trying to go up there and swing at bad pitches. Like, this guy, I think we got to realize, I watched him in Washington, not every day, but I, I watched him more probably than most Padres fans did when he was with Washington because I'm a baseball fan. And it's not like he changed his approach with the Padres. This is who he is. He's one of the greatest hitters I've ever seen. I know I'm 19, so I, I know I said that like I'm 80. I'm not. <laughs> But this guy is an amazing hitter. That's my point. So I'm not giving up on a guy because he had a bad half season, half regular season with the Padres. When there were multiple guys in the lineup that did not have great second halves of the season, right? I'm not giving up on Juan Soto. Alex says, you would still trade Soto even if you're World Series bound in 2024? Well, I think you could say that the Padres are more World Series bound in 2023 than in 2024. So if they don't win in 2023, then why should I expect them to go win in 2024? Maybe I would have that same standard if they had Soto. Like, yeah, I, if, if they don't win the World Series, it's a failure in 2024. If they had Soto, maybe I would say that. But if they don't win in 2023, healthy and all that, then it probably wouldn't give me great confidence that with Soto they're going to win in 2024. So that's why I'm saying, like, if it's clear that he's not going to sign an extension, then you got to get a haul back for him for a full year of 2024 for another team that could have him. 
get a full haul back from him and then try to go sign him in free agency if you want him. Like, I think that's the smarter thing to do here. Like, thinking about it from the front office perspective, you know, thinking it from AJ's perspective, like, he loved James Wood and Robert Hassel and Gore and Abrams. Like, he didn't want to give those guys up, but he had to to go get Juan Soto, right? He loved to have Soto and those prospects. And you could do that if you traded Soto before 2024 or before the deadline of 2024. Not all of those prospects, but you'd get a couple top prospects back probably, or at least one. You get something back, and you could go bring them back in free agency or try to. I'm not saying like you would, but you could try to. Um, again, it's not a guarantee. It's proven that it's not all about money, right? Sometimes people go to the team that gave them the most money. But some guys, they know where they want to go. And as long as the team that they want to go to or the city that they want to go to gives them a respectable offer, then they'll turn down better money offers to go to that city, go to that team, right? Pedro says Kim Bobblehead, August 22nd. Is that true? Did the Padres release something? Okay, so Dana Brown just got hired by the Astros as their GM. Brad Osmus was the runner-up for the Astros. Oh, dang. Astros already have a picture with Dana Brown there. All right. Um, oh, wow. Okay, this is sick. Don and Mud have a bobblehead night. Hold on one second. That is that is sick. Bobblehead night. Let me look up the date for that. We all wanted that, right? I think that's great. August 18th against the Diamondbacks. Dawn and Mud bobblehead night. That is that's cool. That's awesome. Mud and his big bald head up there. Oh, the Padre. Okay, so the full promotional schedule has been put out. That's okay. That's why Pedro had the Kim bobblehead suggestion there. All right, let's look at the giveaways. So I'm looking at the Padres website right now. April 2nd, opening series had against the Rockies. April 13th against the Milwaukee Brewers is. Juan Soto bobblehead, shuffle bobblehead. That's sick. April 18th against the Braves, Trevor Hoffman, 1998 replica jersey. 25th anniversary of the 98 World Series team. Tuesday, May 2nd versus the Reds, a Joe Musgrove bucket hat. Wow. All right. Will Myers is back in town as well. Tatis, probably his first home games as a Padre. That's going to be sold out. May 7th against the Dodgers, Padres, and Pets calendar. May 15th against the Royals, Manny Machado City Connect bobblehead. Wow, these are some good giveaways. You know, they have more money to produce these giveaways now. June 5th against the Cubs, a Padres belt bag. All right, no thanks. Uh, June 14th against the Guardians, a Hawaiian shirt. They have those pretty much every year. June 25th against the Nationals, Joe Musgrove growth chart giveaway. 
Monday, July 24th against the Pirates, you Darvish 3,000 strikeout bobblehead. He got that last year in September against the Dodgers. July 30th, kids give away Padres sunglasses. August 5th, August 5th against the Dodgers, trading cards. August 7th against the Dodgers, Padres straw hat giveaway. Wasn't there something the other, one of these past few years where they had to like give the hats back because there was like something, there was a problem with the hats. Like there was something got infested into the hat. There was, the hats were infested with something. I remember something about that. August 16th against the Orioles. I like these, the, the home hoodies, Padres home hoodie. August 20th against the Diamondbacks. Kids give away Padres poppet. All right. Uh, August 22nd against the Marlins. Ha Sung Kim bobblehead. That's going to be popular. Um, August 31st against the Giants. A snapback hat. September 5th against the Phillies. A Tatis bobblehead. So this is the Tatis bobblehead that they were going to give out last year, but he got suspended, so they couldn't give it out. All right, that's September 5th against the Phillies. Bryce Harper should be healthy, I hope. Uh, Monday, September 18th against the Rockies, Xander Bogart City Connect jersey shirt. Oh, this, this looks better than the Soto one last year. Like, actually, the City Connect jersey shirt. So it looks like the City Connect jersey instead of just, I think it was just Padres at, on the chest and then Soto on the back. It's like actually the City Connect jersey shirt. So, dang, those are some cool giveaways. So look forward to those in 2023. That is cool. Um, see some other chats in here. By the way, is there a ton of wind or something today? Like, I can hear it outside of my garage here. Like, what is going on? Um. Armando says, Padres will wait to see if they can sign Otani. If not, they will try to sign Soto. I do not believe the Padres can keep Manny, Otani, and Soto. One of them will not stay. I agree with that. Yeah, I said that earlier. I think it's going to be Manny. Hopefully, it's Manny and Soto. I think it's Manny and one of those other two. But again, it's not a guarantee that Soto wants to remain a Padre. It's not a guarantee that Otani wants to come to the Padres. Maybe he wants to go to the Mariners or another team that he's willing to take less money for. You know, so I just really want to appreciate 2023. This could be the last full season that the Padres have Juan Soto as a Padre. So I'm going to appreciate the heck out of it and just enjoy him doing the shuffle in the brown and gold. I think that's what we got to do. We're going to continue talking about Juan Soto and, oh, maybe he gets traded uh, if the Padres can't extend him or will the Padres extend him? What do those talks look like? But, um, I'm when I'm watching those games, and I am blessed to have season tickets, my family for the Padres. Uh, when I'm there watching him, I'm just going to appreciate those moments because we don't know how long it's going to be, right? Cameron says, all it comes down to is, do you want Manny and Otani or Soto and Otani? Or 
You tell Manny and Soto, would you rather win rings and take a pay cut or take all the money and hope for the best? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if the Padres can tell those guys that, though. Maybe Manny a little bit, but Soto, with Boris as his agent, like, I don't know if you can say that to them. Because, look, there are guys, I know Trey Turner technically was a pay cut because he was offered 340 from the Padres and he took 300 from the Phillies, but that was his own choice. Um, other teams out there, like the Mets, they, they probably could offer more than the Padres or be willing to offer more than the Padres, maybe, for Juan Soto. And with the Mets, Juan Soto would have a good chance of winning the World Series, right? He'd be a World Series contender. He'd be on a World Series contender every year. So it's not like the Padres would say, could say to them, like, okay, Manny and Soto, take a pay cut, or you're going to have to go take a lot of money from the Marlins and never have a chance to win a World Series ever again, right? No, there's gonna, there would be other contenders willing to pay them. Like that, That's the thing. So I do kind of disagree there with you, Cameron, about that. Um, but about the first part, all it comes down to is, do you want Manny and Otani or Soto and Otani? The Padres, I think they want Manny and Soto or Otani. I think they can do that. I don't think it's Soto or Otani, because let's say they want Soto and they don't go for Otani. Well, what if they want Soto and he doesn't choose them? Like Again, it's not a guarantee that Soto goes back to the Padres, that he wants to be back with the Padres. Maybe he wants to take a pay cut to go play with another team, with you know, go play with another player that he's always wanted to play with. I don't know. We don't know what he's thinking. And Pedro, yes, I definitely agree with this. No matter what Soto decides, if we get one championship with him, it was worth it. Anything else is cherry on top. Well, if we, you know, if we win a World Series, we're going to want more, right? Like, that's just the, that's just what happens, right? Um, but yes, if we win the World Series, yes, Juan can leave. He won a World Series with the Padres. We're always going to thank him for that. We've never won a World Series before, right? It's not like we're the Yankees and it's like, if you win the World Series and then you leave, oh, I'm pissed off at you and you boo the heck out of him. No, if he comes back, we would be giving him a standing ovation probably, right? Unless he goes and signs for like the Dodgers or something, right? But no, he would be a legend. Yep. Already talked about the Padres giveaway schedule, Alex. Let me know, you guys, what is your favorite Padres giveaway for this season? There's a ton of good giveaways there. Better than most years. Uh, Scooby Lewis 664 talks is bringing up maybe Gary Sanchez on a minor league deal. I don't think so. They already brought Pedro Severino on a minor league deal, and Gary Sanchez, he, he's going to get major league deals from someone. He'll probably get major league offers from someone. Maybe it's not a bunch of money, but he, he'd rather take the major league guarantee than a minor league deal, I would think. Alex says, thank you for doing what you do. I can hear the passion you have for this sport and this team. I can watch you all day, every day. Thank you. I appreciate that kind comment. I love interacting with other Padres fans. It's, it's, it's just great. I, I could do this all the time. Yeah. 
Scooby Lewis says, if you have anything negative to say about Soto, then you don't know jack about baseball, nor Juan Soto. Stop being an internet troll and keep your meaningless comments to yourself. No, keep, you can keep the comments coming. I, I'm just not going to agree with you if you're saying, oh, he's not worth it because he hit 250 or whatever last year. Like, it's a small sample size. If you look at the bigger sample size, you see Juan Soto is worth a ton of money. He's an amazing, amazing player. Oh, the Kim bobblehead is a removable helmet? That's what Chris is saying? I guess I didn't look at that close enough. Let me go check that again. Where is it? August. Oh, yeah. Removable helmet. Wait, why is it removable? Why? Because he loses his helmet diving into a base all the time? Oh, okay. The bobblehead, yeah. It, it, the bobblehead showcases the Korean infielder hustling around the bases. So that makes sense. Because, like, he dives into a base, the helmet falls off. Okay, that makes sense. I was kind of confused. The Don of Mud bobbleheads, that's sweet. But it sucks it's a theme game. I'm going to have to, because that means we don't automatically get it. I think that means that we have to go, like, purchase a different package for that. But that it, it's still cool. It, it's cool. Yeah, Santa Ana wins, Pedro. Thank you. Man, it's, jeez. I got stuff rocking. Mark says the golfers at Torrey are suffering right now. I bet. There, there were some guys that didn't have great scores yesterday, like Xander Shoffley. He's like trying to just hold on. My door is literally like, I can hear it going back and forth, like shaking. All right, super chat here from... Dara, thank you so much for this. I appreciate you. Uh, I rather would have Manny and Soto. Our top 10 in our farm system is loaded with pitchers, and we just signed Ethan Salas as well. Trust in Niebla and our farm system to develop them. We got Mike Schilt, too. Mike Schilt, I don't know how much longer he's going to be with the Padres organization. Um, I, I think Dara's talking about would I rather have? Would you rather have Manny and Soto or Manny and Otani? Kind of that conversation. I'd rather have Manny and Soto. I've already said that. Otani's a great player, an amazing player. Um, yeah, it's if they get Manny and Otani, I think we're going to be happy. If they get Manny and Soto, I think we're going to be happy. But long term, I like. I know what I'm going to get out of Soto, right? I don't think that I'm going to get 250 out of Soto like in the regular season last year. Like, I believe in the larger sample size. The guy's younger than Otani, plays every day. Um, I think he's going to improve his defense. You can minimize his defense, his defensive impact, like negative impact if you put him in left field long term instead of right. Uh, just a great bat. You can DH him sometimes, obviously. And then bring him back, Manny, that, that's like non negotiable. It has to happen. Guy's the face of the franchise, the captain. Got to bring him back. Seems like he loves the city. And if you don't bring back Manny, who are you putting at third base? You're going to spend the money on Matt Chapman? Or are you you're going to bring Tatis into shortstop after one year in the outfield? And you're having Bogarts go play third? I mean, that's not the end of the world. Have Kim at second, Cronenworth at first, if those guys aren't traded. But, um, I mean, come on. The guy should have won MVP this last year. You want that guy in the lineup. You want that guy here 
to be a Hall of Famer, retire a Padre, have the Padre hat on in Cooperstown on the plaque, right? It just has to happen, right? It just has to happen. Uh, Will says, do you live in San Diego City? Not trying to be creepy. That's eh, a little creepy. Uh, I mean, yes, I live in San Diego County. Yes. <laughs> Scooby says, well, that is creepy, buddy. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, everyone, for the time here. Over an hour of Padres talk. Padres promotional schedule is out. Padres have acknowledged the difficulty of bringing Soto back and having him here long term past 2024. What does that mean? We touched on a lot this episode. Feel free to give your thoughts in the comments on YouTube, on social media for me, at Talking Friars on Twitter and Instagram. Love to hear your thoughts. Subscribe to this YouTube channel, Daily Padres Content. Uh, put on the notification so you don't miss when I go live so you can be here during these live streams. That's it. Thank you so much for watching. Go Padres, watching and listening. See ya.